0: Hello and welcome back to The Motivating Force, everybody. Joining me as always, we have Host Sway, an aspiring Marine Corps officer who's currently finishing up ROTC and his bachelor's in the criminal justice field. And myself, Justin, a motivational speaker who's always more than excited to share all of our wonderful ideas with you guys. On this beautiful Monday morning, we're going to be asking the most important question in the world. And it's also something that apparently toddlers like to ask a lot as well. Why? Now, when a toddler asks you this question, it gets annoying extremely fast. And when an adult asks you this question, it probably also gets annoying extremely fast. But there is a lot to the question why that really makes people have to dive deep into what they're actually doing in their life. What's going on? What, what is all this about? And that can... um I can really get under people's skin sometimes because people don't like to think too deeply on things. So there's a couple events that have happened recently that uh really kind of...
1: Almost like triggered you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know.
1: Seems to be the theme of all of our episodes recently. You Something know. that triggers us and then we just have to go on a rant about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I want to call it soft skin. It's more like itchy skin lately. Yeah, These things are just bothering me. That's that's where this all comes from. Some of you guys might be able to see the uh, underlying message here, but trust me, I've, I've uh, really thought hard about what's going to happen here today. I've really thought hard about this uh, write-up for today, so there's multiple takes on this, and I, I think that everybody can definitely benefit from this one way or another.
1: It's a great point, too, even just bringing it to light, because a lot of people don't think that they just kind of skim around and answer when they do. Uh, get asked this question so hopefully if they listen to the full discussion you know hear full context they can have that little light bulb go off and they'll realize that hey that's me that I need to start answering this better or looking for better answers from people when I ask the question why.
0: I think full context is going to be really important here and uh, that's why for this episode I think what what's going to happen is uh, I'm going to go ahead and just read through my write-out for you guys, and then afterwards we're going to have a little discussion about it. The importance of why is more detrimental to our success than we could ever imagine. We're going to get into the full spectrum of the why today. Let me just give you guys a quick summary first so that way we get a better grasp of what's being covered. So the why is a result of many characteristics that we need to have, especially today more than ever. It signifies critical thinking, independent thought, empathy, and just generally giving a shit about things that happen in our lives, whether it's directly or indirectly. Some of these might sound a little far-reaching, but I promise you it'll all make sense here in a minute. The first thing that we're going to cover is kind of the critical thinking aspect of it. So when you are given the opportunity to ask the question, why? Don't just turn on your selective listening skills that we all have mastered at this point. Don't look for the easy out or the most agreeable answer. Take any and all answers and evaluate them to a personal degree. Your critical thinking skills need to be turned on when asking this question. So that way you can receive the answer and determine the true intentions behind the cause. When you start following along with the changes being made, You already have a bigger picture in your mind of what's trying to be accomplished. And if you align with that, then that's great. But if not, then you better step up and say something. There's a lot of inaction in asking why. The only thing that should be happening in asking that question is provoking thoughts that either inspire the change that wants to be made, or it's to focus on the movement or the ideology that's trying to be pushed Because if that movement or ideology is trying to push you so hard as to create action without questioning it, then more than likely you're in for a bad time. The second characteristic for this question is the independent thinking. And I'm going to read you guys a little small excerpt here from uh, Von Steuben, who was the inspector general for George Washington's army. And when he was talking about his admiration for the American soldiers, he said that, The average soldier wanted to know the why they had to do something, not simply the what they were required to do. You say to your soldier, do this, and he does it. But you must say to the American, this is why you ought to do this, and then he does it. Just think about that for a second. This was back in the late 1700s. A new nation was just formed. You want to talk about radical change? It just happened and yet every soldier still wanted to be as informed as possible on the decisions that they were making. These were your average workers just trying to defend the new ideas that they believed in. No one came up to them and was like, well, you're no politician, so this doesn't concern you, or this is beyond your scope of understanding. You're just a farmer or laborer. Think about how all that applies today with some of the smaller changes going on and how When you start questioning it, people are just like, oh, it's beyond your understanding. This is way too advanced. But look what was happening back in the day. And in that same way, you shouldn't underestimate the intelligence of a stranger, but you also shouldn't do the same to yourself. No matter how critical or massive the changes are, you have an obligation to yourself to try to understand the principles of what's fundamentally going on. Otherwise, you are releasing your mental capacity to the control of others. The third characteristic, and this is the one that seems a little far-reaching, but I found it to be actually worth mentioning as one of the main points, and that is how asking the question why can be very empathetic. Asking why shouldn't make you seem like an ass or somebody who's arrogant, because there can be a level of finesse that's required to ask this question, and it's all about how you receive and respond to the answers. When you have your selective hearing turned on, people can tell you're just waiting for them to say magical key words that either makes you agree or disagree. You're not actually listening to the answer. And this is where, when you can genuinely ask the question why, that empathy can shine through. There's a delicate line there that needs to be examined, but if you can push your ego aside, the line can become quite visible. Empathy can shine through when you are involved with genuine people, which, by the way, still doesn't determine if the change or call to action is justifiable or if it's good for society, but it is a great place to start. Dealing with more genuine people will see your questioning as a way to build trust in you, showing how you are actually listening and offering a helping hand with true sincerity. When you ask the question why, Be prepared to be involved, and with that, others will see your true passions and interests. And the fourth point that kind of wraps this all up is, as general as it gets, it's just simply giving a shit. There is a culmination of all the reasons listed above, and it can seem like a very specific path, but I feel it's brutally honest and can more than likely become the truth for yourself when you start questioning. Whenever people are invoking change around you, if you don't consider the intention of their actions or you don't mentally apply yourself to being present in that change, or even worse, you don't give a second thought to understanding their point of view, then you simply just don't give a shit. And that's going to make you so pliable and your mentality is going to be so weak and you're going to be willing to do whatever any higher power tells you to do. The why is almost like having just the right combination of characteristics coming to fruition, because simply asking the question only gets your foot in the door towards a more successful mindset. Being capable of implementing all the key features that we're talking about today, and I'm sure many, many more, is what it takes to ask the question why, and masterfully come up with the solutions that can actually change the world for the better.
1: Okay, I really like this, and it does hit, like, the nail on the head when you're really analyzing things like that, especially when you set them in categories. But the first question that I kind of wrote down a couple notes here, the first thing that I thought of was, all of this was when you're asking the question why. Right Now, how about when you're receiving that question? When now you have to answer it? You kind of follow along those same kind of steps, or how do you go about answering why to certain people so then now you are in their shoes
0: yeah and i think that with these four characteristics here that they still apply um two of these are kind of done up front when you're the recipient of being asked why and that's the critical thinking and the independent thought because you should have a full understanding of what you're trying to ask people to do right And at the same time, independently, you should have been making that decision to like, I know that this is the right thing. This is the change we're going for. So I'm going to try to invoke or inspire as many people to do that. So all that's kind of done ahead of time. And if you skip those first two, that's when you'll be the type of person that when somebody asks you, hey, why should we do this? The only thing you can do is get mad. Right. Because you're just as frustrated with them asking why, because you don't know. So you're frustrated with yourself trying to give them a legitimate answer to make them do something.
1: But then that's when it falls on you as let's say an employee or as somebody that is in that field to then look and tell them like, listen, I'll find out for you. We'll find out together or however it can be, you know, that message be given that you will do further research on the question that they're asking. Because yeah. oftentimes a lot of people would gladly prefer a, I don't know, let me find out then a, you know, a bullshit answer. I
0: don't know. Let me find out is a valid answer to any question. You know, there's a, there's a, actually a small story with that. When, uh, before my wife, uh, stopped working in the culinary field, you know, the supervisor would come by and be like, Hey, I need you guys to say like, uh, you know, cut cheese like, like this. And then you're gonna, you're gonna cook it it. and then you're gonna do this to it and then like you know here's a here's a little bit of what you're gonna do to it and then just get it ready to go just like that and they made this like huge batch of it and then when the supervisor came back a couple hours later he was like no no no, this is totally wrong." wrong and they're like well this is exactly how you told us to do it and he's like well no but it's being used for this so that that can't go on like that you cut it too thin but you see where if you it's don't not it, yeah. asking why. Okay, so why are we going to cut the cheese like this? What's it going on? Oh, okay, we're cutting it for sandwiches. Oh, okay, then we know what type of slices we need. Oh, this is going on top of burgers. Oh, okay, we we know. Yeah. You know, you need to give people a better understanding of what they're doing, and especially to those who don't ask you the question why when we're talking about being in a leadership position. Correct. Because, you know, you can't really fault your employees for not. Caring as much as you do because there's a reason why they're an employee and you're a manager, supervisor, or an owner. Correct. Right? There's that difference in how much you care about the job. So you can't fault them for that. And this is where, like we're saying, these first two steps here the critical thinking and the independent thought they need to already be done before you start asking people to do things because you need to have that full understanding and be able to explain it as thoroughly as possible, especially in the workplace.
1: And now going back to that critical thinking uh, category when you're the one asking that question, what to expect. I wrote down um, like a lot of people try to just skim over it as like a a means to find confirmation bias within themselves. So it's like they will ask why. If it's a doctor, if it's whatever, you're just asking somebody why so then you can get the generic like Blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, okay, cool. That's what I thought. And then you walk away when really that's the generic answer that they give to everybody. And you're still not knowing as much as you didn't know when you asked.
0: I mean, I think that's why my main point with critical thinking is about turning off your selective listening skills. Yeah. Because the bias does work in every direction. Um, typically, if somebody tells you to do something, you you naturally, under I mean, you have an understanding of what's going on. You know, you kind of have the why already presumed, right? And then when you when you ask the question, all you're waiting for them is to confirm your thoughts. Yeah. and that's not the right way to look at it, you know because and and granted, right? if if you're like you have that presumption and then they answer you and it's one hundred percent matches what you thought the reason was, then there's no problem. You already knew ahead of time, right? So that's okay. But if they start giving you this long answer and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and, and your brain's like, I'm just waiting for that keyword to click. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing this because I have to. Yeah. Oh, okay. He said that. Okay, done. I'm just going to do it. You know. Or like, you, you know, you're waiting for just those keywords like, oh, well, why should we support this? And then they're giving you this long story about like the history of the company and then this and that and the other and the culture and what they're trying to innovate or you know the type of experience they are trying to give the customers and then you just hear the one or two key words and you're like oh okay and then you go and you give a a half-assed experience to the clients or customers and now that just makes you a really crappy employee because you didn't even bother listening to the full explanation to the question that you asked right
1: now speaking of crappy employees i'm looking at this also in the sense of being the customer because a lot of times that's generally when you're there asking why and i get the uh the little vision of like okay you go to a shoe store right and then you're looking for a size and you ask one of the employees hey can you find me this right i wrote down a note that a lot of people oftentimes try to avoid confrontation because imagine you ask the employee to go get you something and they just say oh we don't have it and then you go well how do you know they give you whatever and then you just kind of get them to give you a reason why they're not going to the back to look. And then they just tell you, Oh, I don't want to Mm -hmm. confrontation. What are you going to do now? If you're a heated individual and might, you know, go to the next step. But then if you're not like, it's a lot of people trying to avoid the confrontation to begin with. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So they kind of just look for that, you know, quick answer, that easy generic answer.
0: I kind of personally run into that problem because, uh, you know as a lot of people know I'm typically a, a pretty paranoid person to begin with, right? Yeah. So as soon as anybody starts asking me why or questioning why I'm saying certain things or going to do certain things, I immediately see it as confrontational.
1: Yeah. And that's why I was thinking about and that's the first question, how do you go about answering it?
0: As far as being in the customer's perspective, when you're when you're asking why and then you want to be in that or I guess when you're in that employee perspective and the customers are asking you why You want to not have a gap in your answer. Right. Because, and unfortunately this is true in other ways of like manipulation and whatnot, but just being able to not break eye contact and giving a full complete sentence, they will automatically believe what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Because you're saying it with confidence.
0: You're saying it with confidence. Confidence um, can be a good supplement for the
1: truth. (laughs) Right. 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 Not saying to do that all the time, but you know, you get the point. If yeah, you really don't saying, know but... the answer and you got no way to find out, you just say it with confidence.
0: Yeah, so like a, a good crappy employee, right, would would Listen, say like—
1: I don't want to do it.
0: No, <laughs> quite the opposite, right? Yeah. Uh, you'll be like, well, can you check in the back? And you're just like, oh, no, no, no I, I know we definitely don't have it because it's actually on back order. We've been waiting on it for two weeks.
1: Ah, okay, so you're lying.
0: Oh, okay, right. But you see how it comes across straight (laughs) away, right? And and obviously that's not the point of today. Like we're
1: already aware of this issue and I know that we don't have it ahead of time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, obviously that's not the point of today's conversation, but that's just the funny side of it. But it's true though, being able to confidently give your answer um, with confidence being that supplement for the truth, that also means that it's an enhancement for the truth. So when you have already gone through the process of critically thinking about what's going on you're independently deciding to do these things and then when people start approaching you with these questions and you give them confidence behind those answers because you already have those answers you've already done the research yourself it's going to make people kind of fall in line much easier for you much faster for you because you actually already understand what's going on right you know and if you're like like saying, I don't know, but let me find out. Although it is a very valid answer, it's not very confident. So they're going to be like, well, you just told me to do this thing that's going to take three hours of my work day, and you're my manager and you don't even know why I'm doing it. That's not a good impression, man. It's really not.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. But now moving on that independent thought uh, point that you had, is kind of like a two parter that I wrote down, but it can all just be clumped together. Uh, The first thing that I thought of, because you were talking about the soldiers and, you know, given an order, and then they usually just go, okay, fine, we'll do it. Um, It made me think of, well, first, that was done, what'd you say, 1700s when that was, uh, when he wrote that. And nowadays, the drastic scales that are being in place are completely different than what they had to deal with. Now it's like, hey... I need you to send a drone strike over here at such and such location. And then you go, why? And they go, because it's going to kill people and we need this guy dead. But then, you know, you start thinking about it. And I mean, you don't even have to think about it as like a soldier. This can be in a workplace environment, right? You can just be given an order to do something. And then you're almost afraid to ask why and then kind of give a second opinion. Like maybe we don't have to do certain things that way. Maybe there's a way around it. Maybe we can, soldier perspective, get the guy another way around when he goes to this place when there's less casualties. Or in a normal workplace environment, maybe we can run the numbers this way instead of, you know, making it look like a loss. What? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you get the point because it almost gives the person, well, it doesn't give the person, but if the person has a low self esteem, they're going to feel like their opinion isn't valuable. Or that nobody's going to respect their opinion if they do step up from themselves and kind of give a second option of how to go about something.
0: What this shows from like the employee perspective is that if you're the person that's already been doing this job for a long time, right? And then it comes time for like the the quarterly report and you got to go fill that out or whatever. And and they're letting you know or reminding you of it and you're getting ready to do everything. And they're like, hey, by the way, we're using a new format for for like this year, right? This is how you're going to fill it out now. And you're looking at it and obviously it's brand new. It's never been used before, but they think it's more streamlined or it's better for the algorithm that they plug it into, whatever it might be. Right. And, and you start filling it out. You're seeing all these holes in there. You're the one filling it out, not them. So it's better off for you to be able to point out those mistakes, point out those flaws. Right. And, and be able to work as one unit. And what happens today with the removal of this type of independent thinking is that it's almost unexpected. So when you come through with your opinion of it and being like, Hey, look, you know, there's a couple issues here and I want to kind of talk about those with you. um, There's very specific ways you have to do that to not come off as lazy because again, you're kind of giving this unexpected approach to it and they're not expecting you to care as much as you do. So it's kind of like, you almost have to prove yourself not a dumbass up front <laughs> to to these things or you're yeah. not lazy, yeah. you know. And um it, it is a shame, but that that is the dilemma, yeah. right? And that's why we're here talking about it today.
1: Well it's funny that you brought up like being a change in like the the uh the operating system that they're using because, you know, I work at the hospital and we're undergoing a drastic, you know, nationwide hospital system change in what we use to like you know, operate on the computers and everything. And now that you're saying the next point being empathy, it also helps you feel like you're, well, it it helps you appear like you're included, like you're giving an effort into the team itself. Because if you are able to step up and, you know, say, Hey, there's a hole in this, or, you know, we can be reducing three extra steps that we're doing for no reason to get to the same result then your manager is going to look at you like, oh, he actually does care. Point four. Then, you know, that makes you have an overall better time at work, I would say. Because if you're going to be there 40 hours a week like I am, I'm going to stand up and be like, hey, I don't want to do all these extra steps when I can get to the same result. Obviously, you're not cutting corners, but if it's completely unnecessary to do it, speak up about it. You know, have your opinion heard. Even if they tell you no, and then they give you an answer why, That's also what you're looking for.
0: Yeah. And I was going to say too, that it's also in the way you approach those things. So (laughs) using the question, why? So you can approach that where like you see these three extra steps to get to the same result as before. And then your question is like, you know, Hey boss, come here. Let me, uh, let me show you something. All right. Look, before we used to go like this and and we get this result, you know, within like 30 seconds, but now I have these like three extra steps and now it takes me two minutes. So I just wanted to ask why all these extra steps are necessary. And then let him try to explain it because now he has to actually think about it or she has to actually think about it. And then they can be like, well, yeah, this is this is totally backwards. It shouldn't be like this, you know. So it's kind of like um, like the old Jesus thing. Right. Answer the question with a question. So that way you actually get people to think about what the hell is coming out of their mouths. Right. And um, from that employee perspective, like Mm -hmm. you're saying, you come out sharp like that. And not only being able to point out those issues, which is already a brownie point towards your boss, right? But then finding out that the issue you pointed out is correctly an issue and then they resolve it, guess who's next in line for a promotion?
1: Yeah, exactly. You know? Or hell, even a raise. But yeah, like you're saying, the way that you confront it, because even if you if you go about it incorrectly when asking the question why or you come across as one of those people that, do like to think of themselves as a know-it-all? Then you're just going to look like a douche. You know that's not going to be respected anywhere. Right. So it's all in that tone, of voice, and your body language, how you come across. With like, I'm here to benefit myself, but also benefit the employee, the structure, the the company, whatever it is. Because like, even my manager will just kind of reiterate exactly the same speech that his manager gave him, and then just kind of throw it on us. And then I'm always the one in the meeting to, you know, but why? Right, right. <laughs> but then this, and then this will happen. And then he kind of just brushes it off. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> it's not <laughs> what you're supposed to do.
0: I mean, you don't want to be, you know, the boy who cried wolf or, or the annoying two-year-old at the same yeah. time, you know. Uh, not, not everything deserves to be questioned. Right right. Only the things that are actually going to matter for you Well no that's the so. difference Like
1: when you mentioned um, that there's a difference In the hierarchy of the people that care The employees kind of tend to care less Right Everybody in the office is just there for the paycheck Right And then I'm here like Well the paycheck also takes up such and such amount of my time Let me at least understand why I'm doing it.
0: Yeah I mean that makes sense But again that's a We'll, we'll just call you an anomaly of an employee Right <laughs> Cause you know, finding those types of employees, it's, it's definitely hard to come by, you know, but I, I do like those questions though, where we're talking about being on the the other end of this here and you can see that how it does apply both ways. I mean, you can be on either end of, you know, you can be the recipient of it or the person giving the, the instructions or receiving the instructions. And there's always time to ask why, right. You know, and then like I just said, right. Don't, don't. Be the boy crying wolf, don't be the annoying two-year-old. You don't need to know every single detail all the time. But when there's really critical moments happening and, and things that might make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, don't just rely on your biases and don't just rely on your selective hearing to help mindlessly push you through life. Those little discomforts, you know, your subconscious is there for a reason. And and you really gotta get in tune with that and be able to stop when your subconscious tells you that there's something a little wrong and be able to stop and then ask why see what's going on see what's happening and this is why in that first point we talk about how there is going to be a lot of that inaction and asking why things come to a standstill when you ask why because when you're forced to do things or you're being pushed to do things without questioning it it's not a good place to be at you know There's a reason you feel uncomfortable in different situations. You need to embrace that discomfort and figure out why it's uncomfortable, why it's not right.
1: When you start asking the question or you're being told something, then you think of the question why that you need to ask. Um, It also has to come along with a change in your mental attitude, your mental state. It has to be kind of like you're willing and wanting to actually know the answer. So somewhat of like positive mental attitude has to be behind it because if you really don't care and you're just asking why like why do i have to do this then how is that going to come across nobody wants to answer that you really don't care why are you even asking wasting the breath to begin with so when you ask why you have to really be willing to you know hear an answer and then follow it up and be interested in knowing what that really is.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is interesting because there, there is a, a two-parter there, right? Because you do have to genuinely care about what you're doing. Yeah. And that can be really hard sometimes. And um, I, I do think there's a small trade-off there, though, where when you take into consideration what we're talking about today, if you were to just care a little bit about asking why, like you're like, okay, I'm going to ask why to this, even though I don't really care that much. And I'm going to listen to a third of the answer more than I normally would. And you just slowly, slowly start paying more attention to these things. You know, not doing it all at once. Yeah. Not trying to go wholehearted and say, I care about everything I do now. I thought
1: you were going to say, I caramba.
0: No, but <laughs> I'm white, man. I don't even know what that means. And then you just slowly move forward and and go through that path with it. You know, um, it's like Jordan B. Peterson says, man, added responsibility adds meaning to your life. Right. The more responsibility you have, the more purpose you have. Yeah. Every little ounce more that you start to care is a little bit more responsibility you're throwing on your shoulders. And that's that thing that comes back around for you. It's going to give you a little more purpose. You're going to be a little bit more purpose driven at work now because you would kind of understand things a little better. you know there's just a whole it's just a good chain reaction to have in your life and i encourage everybody to try it
1: i mean you look at it in the sense of like an employee versus the ceo of a company one has a lot more responsibility and is going to be going about his day more purpose driven you know and it's not the employee the employee is just like whatever my purpose is just to get the check barely have any responsibility Meanwhile, the CEO needs to make sure that the company's running needs to be on top of the responsibility of the employees, the managers, the leadership, finances, all this other stuff, and he has so much more purpose in his life so if you kind of just use that analogy, but towards yourself and your life it doesn't have to be towards work, but you know the things that you take responsibility over
0: yeah yeah, I mean you could imagine when this comes down to people's personal lives that that can get really um could be really heartbreaking really fast when you start to analyze parts of your life that you're like that you don't care about. Especially when it comes to your personal life. Because work work everybody has the excuse, right? So that's normal. But then you get to your personal life and you're like, well do you do you really not care about your family? Do you really not care about your living situation, what you do with your free time? Like you start entering like levels of different levels of depression, you know, (laughs) and uh, that's a conversation for a whole nother day. But, you know,
1: but speaking of excuses and people, you know, making those a lot lately uh, stick around next week. We're going to be talking about uh, things that you can control and why you should stop making certain excuses for things. Remember, everybody, we are on a one episode a week uh, schedule here. Uh, The YouTube version is just going to be a clip, a highlight reel per se, of the main points uh, that are giving in each episode that week. And then if you haven't yet already, our Facebook and Instagram have been, um, you know, we've been coming up, we've been putting a lot more uh, content on there for you guys, a lot more exclusive uh, reels, posts, stories and such, things that... Sometimes are on the episode. Some things that are not on the episode. A lot of bloopers as well, because we have a lot of those. I promise you. Just kind of edit it up for you. But go ahead and check those out. The links to both are in the description below. And if you are listening to us directly from Anchor FM, we really appreciate you guys that are doing that. Um, but remember, if you're not, there's always Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker whatever other streaming platforms that you guys prefer thank you guys for listening as well always remember to share the episodes with friends and family um, even with employees and employers if you feel like something that we talk about really hitting home with them if there is an issue that you're having at work you know kind of send the episode to them maybe it's an easier way to break the ice to tell them like hey this is kind of an issue that you're doing but instead of you know, getting into a conflict or confrontation with that person directly. Hopefully we can help out there. Uh, and until next week, guys, go and get.